Hey everyone, welcome back to the Tribe of Nerds. I'm going to be uh, talking about uh, Survivor Challenge Beasts and ranking the best male and best female challenge beasts in Survivor history. As players, I feel like, um, like obviously there's this um, order of how, uh, how many challenge wins each person has gotten. I figured it'd be... Uh, more interesting obviously to go by what I think of them as players generally winners are going to go higher with a, a little bit of an exception I think for me um but uh yeah this is going to be exciting to talk about um and so without further ado let's start with the male players oh and i should probably let's just go over who's in the list i think that's probably a good place to start so for the males uh we have uh going from the order and these will be in their performance in the individual season i feel like obviously most of these players have come back again and not done as well or so um or this wasn't the season they won the most challenges in, or this was the challenge they won the most challenges in, and other seasons they didn't win as many. Um, so, uh, with single season performance, so from uh, in order of seasons, season two we have Colby Donaldson, uh, who won seven challenges. Um, then we have from season five, we have Brian Heideck, the winner of Thailand. Um, Colby placed second also, Brian Heideck, got uh, five challenge wins. He's tied with a bunch of people with five challenge wins. Uh, he won Thailand. Um, then from season eight, we have Boston Rob coming in second to Amber in that particular season. He uh, won, I believe, uh, from my memory, I think it was six challenges, if I'm correct, on that number. Um... Yes, he... Oh, no, he got five. Five. Um, uh, then from season 10, we've got the winner of Survivor Palau. Tom Westman got... Uh, he got five wins. Um, and then season 12, we've got third place Terry Dietz. Uh, got eight wins. He holds the record uh, for that uh, single season run. Uh, season 13, you've got Ozzy Luth, the the, one of the most memorable challenge beasts as well, uh, came in second in Cook Islands, which is the one he got his most challenge wins in. He got six wins in Cook Islands. Uh, then from um, then from season 17, Gabon, the winner, Bob Crowley, got uh, five wins, which is, which is surprising. He was the winner. Um, then we've got, uh, Mike Holloway from season 30, Worlds Apart, blue collar, white collar, no collar. He won that season. Mike got five wins as well. And finally, we have also with five wins, Brad Culpepper in season 34, Game Changers, where he placed second to Sarah Lucina. All right. So that's the males. Um, so I'll go through the, my male rankings now. Um, coming in last place for me is Bob Crowley. Yes, he was a winner. Um, I said my feelings on Bob uh, in my winner rankings. To me, Bob had the... I just don't think he actually had much of a strategy to win the game aside from the um, making the fake idol that almost could have burned 
uh, burned his game anyway um, because um, the you know him playing the um, fake idol or giving the fake idol to Randy almost cost him Randy's jury vote at the end so I don't think that's great um, and then yes he made a relationship with Sugar whose dad had just died at that time and so she was an emotional wreck and making emotional decisions and so she chose to save Bob at the end uh, over Maddie because of her emotional connection to her father there um, but I mean that's kind of luck based for Bob um, so I, I just and honestly Sugar had to basically tell him not to throw away his game which again I still don't get why Kenny's that bitter at Bob for not basically letting Kenny vote him out, but Bob, um, I think, almost was going to do it had Sugar not even uh, interfered. So, I mean, I just can't put Bob that high as a player in the in this instance. But at 57, he won five challenges. So that's, I believe, three immunities in a row. He won a couple of rewards. So you have to give him credit in that sense. But I just think in the other seasons, I think the games of everybody above him uh, in their particular seasons, were more impressive or more interesting. Number eight, uh, Brad Culpepper in season 34, Game Changers. Uh, Culpepper came back and really improved on his uh, other game uh, in Blood vs. Water, and I debated him putting him higher, but I think Culpepper kind of shot himself in the foot with kind of mismanaging Ty at the end, and... I think, I don't know that uh, going to the end with Sarah Lucina was that smart of a move either, um, but I do give Brad credit. It's just, I, he, to me, uh, I do think had he, obviously a lot of these people, but like, I think had he not gone on these immunity runs, he would have been gone, which again, I'm going to factor in for some other people here. Um, so don't worry, but uh, yeah, it's just, um, I don't know. I Brad Culpepper is lower on the list because I'm not exactly the biggest fan, but I, you know, but he did a good job in Game Changers, so this was tough. I, I guess compared to the other people, I have higher a little bit. Um, and I considered putting him above the other two of the other winners at least that I have on here, but I decided not to. Number seven, I have Terry Dietz uh, from Panama Exile Island. So Terry, I've always really liked the challenge run that he went on in Exile Island. But if we're looking at his game, like his pre-merge, he was like a leader, obvious leader. And then coming into the merge, they were down in numbers. And he had this super-powered god idol that he found on Exile Island because the idols, the original super idol in seasons 12 and 13, like you could play it after the votes had been read and basically get out a jet free card and terry didn't really leverage it that well with trying to get people to jump over and his entire original tribe just got picked off uh three rounds in a row and then bruce got medevaced and then he tried working with both courtney and shane at the next two votes they both got voted out by sari and aris and danielle so none nothing terry did worked so i have to penalize him there and clearly, I mean, I don't blame him for not playing an idol 
playing the God-powered idol on, the super idol on anybody, uh, any of those votes, because obviously he was going to need it in case he lost, which he does at the final four. Because this extended through the final four, uh, he was able to avoid getting the votes on him, and Aris had won immunity. So, um, Terry's wins are still impressive, but it's also, like, he could never get anything, any votes to go his way post-merge. And, like, the only votes that he managed to make work were two votes pre, three votes pre-merge, technically, and the third vote was literally because the other tribes sent uh, Sally to Exile Island and prevented her from getting voted off by the Guys Alliance. So, like, you know, it's, uh, when you take into account all that stuff, I mean, really, he only got his way at two votes so but i really like terry uh i wish he would have gotten a proper second chance in season 31 but unfortunately he did not um and unfortunately we might never see terry back again um all right uh number six i have mike holloway from season 30 another winner um to me, Mike is another one where I do think he was being targeted by Rodney uh, and that aligns anyways, but I mean, the letter, the auction thing, the auction fiasco didn't exactly help his game at all. Uh, didn't garner any goodwill from the remaining players, not exactly in with Rodney's alliance, turned everybody else who could have worked with him against him. And obviously he would have been gone had he not had an idol and kept winning immunities. But he did it, and that's impressive. And he was able to have enough connections to people on the jury that they still were going to vote him to win. Um, so that's good. I debated putting him above Colby, for example, because, I mean, there's similarities there for sure. But I think Colby had more control through the game and really only f lost because he faltered at the final tribal council. Uh and like the final couple rounds so it like yeah to 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 me i have to put mike below like colby for example um number five i have brian heideck from thailand brian's like one of the a-hole winners um as i said in the winner rankings um used car salesman but he was next to clay so he won and clay was <laughs> more disliked than he was so um I, I Brian played a really dominant game in Thailand, regardless of how not very liked he was. Uh, he was more well-liked than the person he took to the end, and he won the last several, won a lot of the post-merge challenges. So give him credit for that. Um, I just don't like him that much, so I'm not putting him higher. So, um, But number four, I have Colby Donaldson from Australian Outback. For me, Colby used to be one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, I think his Australian Outback game is really pretty good. Um, I just actually rewatched it because I've been rewatch starting to rewatch all the Survivor seasons, and I just got through Australian Outback. And um, Colby's game, like he was, he was in uh, in control with Tina, and like through the whole game, and really he only falters. You could say like uh, he should have taken. Keith to the end, sure. I think he could have been Tina had he had a better final tribal council performance with the jury because um, he didn't even want to give closing remarks or anything when they used to have those. And um, Not that Tina didn't play a good game either, but like 
I, I think that was Colby's game to lose at that point, and he lost it at the very end. And I don't think it was a, the dumbest move ever at that point to get rid of Keith. I mean, I just think at that point also season two is a completely different thing, and Colby wanted to preserve his golden boy image um, because he wanted to get into acting so and TV. So, like, he did that, um, got a successful career out of it, I think. Uh, so I think he should be um, where he's at uh, at this point in the rankings. Number three, I have Ozzy from Cook Islands. Ozzy in his prime. Ozzy was dominant in the pre-merge and then won almost all the individual immunities in the post-merge except for one and one... Uh, well, I think he won maybe one reward uh, at the post-merge, but he won almost all the individual immunities... Ozzy in his prime is fantastic to watch, and you can argue if they had switched to a final three, well, would uh, would Ozzy have won? I'm really glad Ewell won, though, so I'm not complaining. I think Ewell was the best player this season, uh, so I'm not complaining at all. Um, but it was cool to have Ewell and Ozzy be like with one in one vote uh, of either of them winning. So, um, so I think Ozzy should be there that that high Forest Cook Islands game because yes, he was. He was probably going to be a target if, like, that, uh, if Ewell had had his way earlier in the game to get rid of him, but they just couldn't for the circumstances of them becoming the underdogs and needing him, and so, um, Ozzy was helped by that, but I think his performance was impressive, and, I mean, I think he did play a good post-merge game at that point because the circumstances went his way more with uh, being dominant and being in a dominant alliance that he didn't need to worry um, that much. Um, you will just outplayed him more um, with the other members of the jury uh, that vote for him. Uh, number two, I have Boston Rob in All-Stars. And Rob didn't have great jury management. I think he was similar to Russell Hans in a way back in All-Stars, but I think Rob actually had remorse for what he did. Um, I actually do think he felt bad at that point. But um, Rob had really good All-Stars games strategically and challenge-wise. Um, I, I think that, um, again, I think Amber deserved to beat him, I guess, for the fact that she had better jury management, I guess, because Rob couldn't close that out. Um, and so... Um, but Rob is a really good player in All-Stars, and he still was dominating with Amber at that point in the game. But I was just listening to Rob Sesternino's um, podcast this weekend, and he was mentioning something about All-Stars and how Amber was the one who organized his boot, and I think I gave credit to her in the winner rankings. And so um, over Boston Rob, and so that was cool to hear that. Um, just thought I'd mention that. Um but number one for the males, I have Tom Westman. I think Tom played an extremely dominant game in Palau. Uh, yeah, you could argue maybe he could have been in trouble had he lost any of those immunities because he was such a big threat at that point towards the end. But like at the merge, he won like two in a row and then final seven, final six, he didn't win immunities. Ian did at those two tribals and Tom didn't even get a vote. And I think that has to speak to Tom's game at both those uh, tribal councils, and um, Tom was just a really uh, nice guy, really 
honest guy um, for the most part. I think, I think, I mean, I think everybody lies. So I don't, um, and I think Tom probably owned up to some of the line that he had to do to just get to the end. Um, but, um, but I think he owned up to that. Uh, the some of the lies, like the lies he did have to tell, and yeah, I mean Tom really dominated the game. I mean he's the reason Kroor won every single immunity challenge before the merge and won almost all but two, and had such a good bond with like Karen and like you know people like they they, they didn't want to turn on him until it was too late and he could win those last few immunities to get to the end, and he wasn't going to give up on that last challenge against Ian. So I. I'm Tom is one of my favorite winners. Uh, I think um, I know winner rankings. I didn't place him in the top ten. It was that was a hard decision, but I really think Tom is a really good player. Um, in this year's versus villains game, despite going out early, I think he did the best he could under those circumstances on that tribe uh, where he organized Ceres blindside, which is crazy impressive. Um, and unfortunately, the heroes were just willing to keep James over him because they wanted a vote until they realized they just couldn't keep James anymore. So, um, yeah, but I, I really like Tom. Um, so females. Uh, so we from season one, we got Kelly Wigglesworth, the runner-up of Borneo. Um, we have uh, then from season four, we have Kathy Vavrick O'Brien from Marquesas, the third place. Uh, then we have Winner of Survivor Amazon Season 6, Jenna Maraska. Uh, then we have Kim Spradlin, the winner of Survivor One World Season 24, and Mich- Michelle Fitzgerald uh, from Season 32, Koran. And uh, no, uh, from Season 35, Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers, second place, Chrissy Hoffbeck. Um, so those are the six women. Um, so for me, the bottom female challenge beast uh, as a player, I'm going to put Kelly Wigglesworth from season one. To me, I mean, I think we saw in Second Chance. I just don't think Kelly's, like, a super good Survivor player. I think I said she was, like, the best non-winner in Borneo, her or Rudy. And I'm inclined to say that Rudy was a sec- was the next best player to not have won. Um, but I, I think... I think it was hard because, like, obviously Borneo is so different. And after rewatching it, it's like, I just think, I, I don't think Kelly had that good of a game, to be honest. I mean, she literally deliberately turned on her alliance for really, because she felt bad for the Begone tribe getting picked off. and But her alliance clearly noticed it and were going to get rid of her had she not um, kept winning immunities because of her uh, decision to... Uh, visibly play both sides, play all sides. So I, I really can't give. Um, I really can't give um, Kelly Wigglesworth too much credit for her game, in my opinion. Uh, unfortunately, number five, I've Jenna Maraska, the winner of Amazon. I've been very clear that Rob Sesterino should have won Amazon, but I don't think uh, Jenna did a great job as well. It's just difficult um because i really think rob played the best game in that season but i'm not gonna crap on jenna too much i think she did some really good things in the game she was able to still have a connection with rob even after he blindsided her and after she was very very mad at him for getting rid of alex and they were able to work together to blindside christy 
So that is credit to her game. But she did want to quit. I didn't mention that in my winner rankings. She did want to quit at like the final five. But they voted out Heidi over her because she was less of a. She seemed to be less of a threat uh, than Heidi. But obviously, uh, that turned out to not be the case because she won the last two immunities and voted Rob out and beat Matt. Um, but I feel like I should put her this low here. Um, but uh, she did outplay Rob towards the end of the game, I think, uh, at those last couple votes so much so even matt was willing to turn on rob so i mean i don't know i i gotta i I give credit to jenna but um she's not one of my favorite winners number four i have kathy vavrick o'brien for marquesas kathy's marquesas game is pretty good um she goes from being an outcast on a tribe that is winning several immunity challenges uh before the swap and then becomes this underdog from there on out and uh, is instrumental in picking off John's uh, alliance that thought they were dominant, the row two four. Um, she may- maybe missed some opportunities to work with the general um, to make something happen sooner, but that just wasn't going to happen at that point in Survivor history. Um, I mean, it was the first ever flip on the row two four, but I, I guess at that point there wasn't going to be another flip. Um, but then Kathy was like the swing vote between Sean and Vesepia and Pascal and Aaliyah, and she chose to stick with who she had the better relationship relationships with, with Aaliyah and Pascal over Sean and Vesepia, and voted Sean out. Um, and then Vesepia and her made a deal, and then, which, you know, Kathy, kudos to keeping herself safe at the top four and forcing a rock draw um, that got rid of Pascal. And then Vesepia obviously betrays her at the very end, and gives Anilia the win to get rid of Kathy, and it's very de- it's very uh, deliberate, but Vesepia was stone-cold killer at that point. Um, but Kathy's a really good player. I think her underdog story in Marquesas is really fun to watch. Um, but I, I think Vesepia deserved to win, but Kathy would have been a great winner too at that point in Survivor history. Um, so, yeah, I, I really... I thought she was great. Um... Number number three, I have uh, Chrissy Hoffbeck from Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers. Um, <laughs> to me, Chrissy, you know, so many are arguing that she should have beaten Ben. Um, it, it's like, it's hard because I think she obviously came off really fake and really pompous. And that's why the jury didn't want to vote for her. I think she did have some great game uh, throughout... Um, was able to recover after JP was blindsided and her and Ryan were able to get back in good graces um, with everyone to try and target Ben. Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it's hard. Um, and you can say the final four twist screwed her out of winning because Ben should have been gone. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just... But it's like she probably wouldn't have won the game against Devin either and or Ryan. I, I just don't think the jury liked her. And um, But she was a good strategist. I I think I won't... I'll be surprised if she doesn't return at, uh, in the future. So we'll have to see what happens with uh, Chrissy. But I don't know when we're going to get the next returning season. And I'm fine right now with not having one at the moment. Um... But yeah, number two, I have Michelle Fitzgerald. I 
I really liked Michelle's game. I didn't like it initially when I first watched 32, um, which is where she won more challenges. But after Winners at War, I became a Michelle stan or Michelle fan. Uh, I, I, She's a really good social player. And um, evidently, she was able to socially connect with the jury and more than Aubrey was. And she won challenges when she needed to. And, I mean, they should have gotten rid of her sooner in uh, both seasons at a certain point. But... Um, I mean, Tony absolutely deserved winners of war, I think. Uh, but Michelle played a good game as well. And, uh, you know, I'm not as big of a fan of Under the Radar, but I think Under the Radar social game that Michelle had, I, I think she was a really uh, good player. And so, yeah, I I'm going to put her here. Um, all right. Uh, number one, I... I'm going to have to put Kim Spradlin uh, because her game was so dominant in Survivor One World. Um, she didn't really even need to win those immunities because her connections and her strategic game was so strong already. So, I mean, out of all these, I I mean, I, pr I put her as like my number three winner on the winner rankings. Um, so I think she, on this list, she'd be the overall best um, above Tom. But, um, I, Kim is great, um, and I think her winner is at War Games. She started out on the bottom, but was able to turn that around as well. So that was interesting, seeing Kim fight from the bottom that time. Uh, and she just got outplayed by Tony at, uh, towards the end. Uh, when arguably people should have actually kept her around, but, you know, uh, Kim did a good job, so... That's the rankings. Um, I, if anybody has any ideas for what they want to see me do next, let me know. Um, it's uh, It's been great to get to share these rankings and do these every single week, uh, even though I don't really know who's listening exactly because, you know, I'd love feedback. I'd love to hear people's thoughts and kind of... Uh, yeah, just see what people think, hear what people think, because um, it's, it honestly has been great for me to get to do this every week, and it's been helping, helping me a lot, um, so, yeah, that, that's what I wanted to say, so, I mean, I'm gonna continue Shaolin Showdown with JJ and Kearney, we're nearly finished with that, with three weeks left to go on that, and we're gonna get into Moon Knight in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned, see you guys next time on The Tribe of Nerds.